Hello and welcome to your home for real beer, real breweries, real opinions. This week we talk beer subscription, we talk crowdfunding, and we talk bruiser. another weekly episode of the beer fridge podcast real beer real breweries real opinions as always wherever you listen to this podcast make sure you subscribe hit that ding a ling a link to be notified of all the latest episodes if you're watching on youtube do the same subscribe ding a ling a ling and you'll be notified of all the lovely episodes you can show your support by dropping five stars or head to patreon.com forward slash beer fridge podcast and show your official support my name is gavin i've got my drinking buddies in the form of Mark, Callum, and Scott. Good fucking evening. Hello, hello, ho. Another banger. Gavilar, good work. Fucking. Almost as if that's all you've been doing, Obi. <laughs> Almost that like 30 second video took me two thank fucking you, hours. Thank you, the commodes that you could have sold if you hadn't been working on that. <laughs> Shut up, in case my boss is listening. <laughs> um, this week's guest, if you're watching, you'll know already, but if you're listening, it's returning guests in the form of the Bruiser team, Lewis and Ollie. How the fuck are you? Very well. All the, the best <laughs> for seeing that video. That was incredible. Uh, good, thank it? you, Gav. I, I, honest, honestly, honoured that, that, that we, we're a part of some content like that. That's that's immense. Gen- Gen- I'm very, yeah. very pleased with it. <laughs> I was, uh, it was either watch Bridgerton or do that. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm watching that again. Yeah, no. yeah. Thanks, thanks for having us back. Really good to be back and having a beer with you guys. No, it'll be good fun. Good Looking forward you. to it. Looking forward to it indeed. Um, we'll start off as we normally do, whiz around the virtual table and see what we're. Starting off the podcast in our vessels, going in MD. What you got, San? Uh, you guys all know I'm, I'm on the. Um, I was on the bit of the, a new Barnes um, train at the weekend, and it was a bit of a disappointing weekend of beer from them, if I'm being honest. So I just thought I may as well continue this trend. And I was going to say you picked the right mode of transport because I can't remember yeah. the last time I was impressed by a train. So that's. <laughs> Carry on. Well chosen. I can see you're in one of those moods today, mate. Carry on. I'm looking forward to this. Anyway, you'll 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 be shitting over this in a second. So this is New Barnes and uh, Futtles um collab with their seaweed lager beer. four uh, percent. Dare I say it, it's actually the best of all the new barns I've had this week. It's actually got a bit of body, like a bit of flavour to it. It's a 4% Hell's Lager. You know, I'm kind of keen on Hell's um, style lager. It's got a bit of maltiness, a bit of backbone to it. It's all right. The seaweed is... I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, if ever there was a ringing endorsement that it is, <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> well, I'm saying it's all right because the, uh, the two beers I had at the weekend were... Poor to me, whereas this is average to all right. 
So I feel like we're at least in the right direction. It's yeah. it's what you want from a four percent lager. You know, it's not overly metallic-y. It's got a bit of body to it, and you know, it goes down real easy. Seaweed is obviously a missing art, but that'll be the fuddle aspect of it because of, again, I've never really hit a beer from those guys, and I know I'm throwing a lot of shade right off the start of this episode, but fuck it. Um, That's how we like it. It's all right. Throw the fucking shade. Move on quickly. Go on then, Cal. Well, I'm uh, I'm in Belgium, um, and I'm drinking a triple by Straffa Hendrik, and it's their 9% triple um, brewed in Bruges, and uh, I I learned, doing a bit of a quick research before the start, I actually learned that they were so keen to keep their brewery in Bruges that uh, the lack of uh, availability of you, you, you can't actually get lorries or vans or anything like that to the brewery, so they had to actually build a subterranean pipeline to their bottling plant outside the, the, the outside the Bruges, so that all their beer is brewed in the original brewery in the centre of the Bruges, but then the beer's pumped underground to the bottling plant in the outskirts of the city, which I think is pretty pretty cool. Um, and this this okay, was actually the first it was the first triple that was brewed in Belgium. So and it's absolutely tremendous, it really is. Um even through my thick cold I can taste yeah. everything that should be should be tasting um nice spicy sort of gingery vibes that I'm getting as well. Um caramel sweetness, um quite a low bitterness and it's a beautiful amber colour. Um nice. it's absolutely tremendous, lovely body, as you would ex- sorry, Gav, as you would expect yeah. for a nine percent um Belgian beer. It's absolutely delicious. <laughs> lovely stuff. Go on then, Gilroy. You're on mute Sam. So Oh fuck. Well here they come. I'm really impressed. That's why I'm going back to grab the can. So it's Paul. You on the um, you on the winning train? I am. All right, good. On the winning uh, private jet. (laughs) The rickshaw, mate. (laughs) The rickshaw. (laughs) I love how I'm on the good gear moped. I love how we're just showing Ollie and Lewis that nothing has fucking changed. No, absolutely nothing has changed. <laughs> Wait, the, the intro, the intro is brilliant. <laughs> the fact that that's the only thing that's changed. Right, Don't fix what's not broken, Gavin. Exactly. So I'm having uh, Oh My Volume 2. It's a collaborative pale ale, as they've described it, um, mm. with between Polly's and Big Mountain Brewing Co. Um, it's got Simcoe and Sabro in it. It's 5.8% and it's rammed full of flavour. Um, really impressed by it. Um, I know it's nearly 6%, but with it being pale ale, I was expecting something a wee bit, I suppose, less hefty in terms of body and flavour, but it really packs a punch. Um, super impressed. It was just the first can I came in the fridge. Um, I'm going to move on to something a wee bit heavier in a bit, but I was thinking... I wasn't 100% sure. I was like, oh, I'll try it and see what it's like. I picked it up, I think I picked up but, um, High Spirits a wee while ago. I've had mm. it in the fridge for a bit. Um, but it's not any the worse for wear for it at all. It's lovely. Really, really impressed. Polly's obviously have got a good pedigree anyway, but it's a, yeah. it's a particularly strong Polly's effort, I would say. Um, if you come across a can, definitely grab it. Good collaboration. Good. Um, I myself, before I go into the big heavy stuff, which is going to be a, a putty in a minute, um, Gilroy, you were quick on the, the text messages over the weekend about the new um, range of beers in Tesco. 
yes, we're talking beers subscription stuff, but I picked up some beers from Tesco. Fuck it. Bah. Um, one of the new ones from Northern Monk Horde, hazy IPA, 7%. Is what it is. It's a hazy IPA. It's juicy enough. It's giving you what you want from a supermarket beer. It's it's, it's solid. That's all it needs to be said. It'll do, pig. It'll do. And in case the in case the black screen and spinning wheel of death didn't give it away, Mark's internet is down. So good. We'll maybe, we'll maybe get to, we'll maybe get him back at some point. No fucking surprise there, uh, Lewis. Well, what I'm you got, mate? You're loving bonus. Ah, oh, exactly. <laughs> well, Oli and I uh, were lucky enough to visit Daya uh, towards the end of last week, and lucky yeah. enough that they gave us a few beers to walk away with as well. And I am on one of their classics in balance. Uh, 4% pear ale, fruity, piney, just thick, but it's, it's delicious. It's, it's everything that day is about, um, and I love it. Not much more to be said, I think. Yeah, most people would have had this beer with no day, yeah. and yeah, it is what it is. It's very, very good. Right. All yourself, mate. Um, so Lewis and I were lucky enough to visit Dan last week. I'm in balance, four percent, sweet, yeah, sticky pine, stone fruit, all the goodness of a dare. It is delicious. It's everything you expect from Dare in a tin. Um, perfect to kick me off. In a big tin as well. I'm yeah, enjoying the, the 500 mils. It's a good, massive, massive change wrong. to fill your glass and then just have that a little bit more as well. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed, it is. Indeed. Good stuff, boys. Um, this is the fourth time you've been in the podcast. Um, at each time you're on, things have changed and there's always an update. This is probably one of the bigger updates from you guys. Um, there's a crowdfunder. I keep thinking of this. It's not really it's not really a crowdfunder in the essence of it being a crowdfunder. It's an opportunity to invest in Bruiser and tag along for the ride, is how I'm looking at it. How are you guys describing it? Yeah, I think it's uh it's I think you're right. Um we are in a position in a very lucky position where we've built the business to a point where it could be self-sustaining and sort of we could we could keep it as it is now um going forward if we if we wanted to um yeah. but we we want to we want to keep growing it we want to keep uh adding sort of more flexibility to the platform um and improving it for everyone involved whether that's drinkers or producers um and in order to do that, we need a uh, you know we need a bit of bit of injection of cash. Um, and we thought at the same time we've got this awesome community that we've built over the last couple of years, and um, it would be great to give them the opportunity, as you say, to to invest and and join us for the future. So um, yeah, it was it was it felt like the right time to do it. It felt like it was uh, a good opportunity to do it, and um, that's where we're at. And so far, so good. It's been live for a few days and. The support thus far has been uh, been pretty amazing. So yeah, life refusing. I think correct me if I'm wrong. I, I checked it yesterday or this morning. I think you're 85 percent or 86 percent of the way there, roughly. Yeah, eighty-seven. Yeah, eighty-seven. Just, uh, it's amazing. So yeah. How how you guys found that that like? Obviously, you put this forward in your head. You go, yep, okay, but we think this will work. 
but for you guys to actually for it to be out there now, surely I know I know for me anyway, like seeing people going, Yeah, I want to be a part of this journey, like that must be like fucking make you feel good. <clears throat> it's amazing. There's 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 the people that uh like subscribers to us and know know the business well. Um and obviously it's amazing to see them them investing and uh no they've, they've, they've tried the product they they know what it is and they they're investing in it so that's that's really uh satisfying but it's also it's satisfying in a very different way for people who actually have never been on bruiser before who are investing mm-hmm. and, and see the potential in it and the, the just the value in the kind of model and the business uh that's that's also incredibly satisfying because it shows that you know people see it as a, as a strong business as well as a strong experience if you're actually sort of involved in it so yeah it's been cool isn't it Ollie? seeing it all seeing it all come in and i don't know seeing the engagement and the enthusiasm behind it it's it's awesome yeah yeah absolutely like it's um as you said i think it was the right time for us we've had over well more so in the last sort of yeah nine months to a year we have we had had a few sort of breweries and customers reach out asking how they could get yeah. involved at some point so um to launch this now seemed like the right time but yeah just uh gotta pinch myself every time i look at it it's like two years ago well we we first got a podcast with you before we even launched i think yeah that's right yeah, yeah. Uh, you're welcome you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, I, I we've, we've done nothing over the last two years and it's just uh, <laughs> yeah all down to <laughs> Or down to the epic. but yeah, no, it's but it's it feels like it isn't it doesn't feel like that long ago we were having that first conversation and no. uh crazy sort of how things have changed since then. But um equally things haven't changed much, you know, at the same same time we feel like we haven't we've tried to stay true to what we what we set out to do back then. I think I think we have. Um you know, we, we are a business now, we've got employees and well me and Ollie and, and now Ash, which is which is awesome. <laughs> but uh, but you know, it's uh, we've got responsibilities and stuff, so it's it's quite scary and it's it's uh, you know it means more now. But yeah, I feel like we've tried to stay true to what what we set out to do back then when we first had that had that chat. Um, yeah, and you guys have come miles along in that in those two years as well. You know, it's uh, I know I had hair back then. So. <laughs> I looked. I looked my age back then, and now I'm <laughs> ten years older than I should. So, yeah. <laughs> imagine blaming my Bruiser subscription for losing your hair. That's a bit. I know. I said no. I was talking to you, talking to you boys every week. That's more the point. Well, that's true. We do stress hey, you. Can yourself here. No. The the thing for me, I, I think is, I say, I'm I'm just going to go straight in with the hard questions i suppose because we've, we've been really nice so far but like i wasted all mine on thursday on the live video <laughs> now the, when it came up right i think it's a great and i think if you should invest and you should look at it my question to you guys is you said you think the timing's right and i i, I think i agree with you but with how what's the word i'm looking for how um, volatile the kind of brewing scene is, and the amount of breweries that are going under, and and all that. And then at this time, you know, dare I say, you know, asking for investment to expand. And I know you're helping the breweries out and and and, and around, but is it 
do you see that as like, we're, we're, and I know you're looking after your own business here, but I'm just coming back to like, is it a bit cheeky just now, like asking for money within the brewing industry when it's, I'm not saying it's on its knees, but we've probably not been, uh, it's probably at its worst stage that it's been in the last, I don't know, five, ten years. Um, and I'm, I'm asking that question just to be a wee bit of throw the spanner in because I I would like to answer the question myself in a way because I think it is the right, but I, and I think by helping the breweries out, you are doing this thing round, but I want to hear it from you guys, basically. Well, thank you for the question, Mark. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's a good question. It's good. I should, have, uh, I should have got on a dipper, I think, first off. But uh, <laughs> it, is a very, it is a very very good and a very fair mm. question as well uh, to ask. I think, you know, we, we've asked ourselves the same question, of, you know, when we, when we were thinking whether to do this or not. Uh, Ollie, do you, want to, do you want to go first or do you want me to kick off with some thoughts? Uh, go on, you kick off, Lewis. Okay, so, um, yeah, as I say, I think it's a very fair question. It's a, it's a really weird time for the industry at the moment i think we we all we all know that it's, it's difficult for so many people there's no denying it you know we're not we're not sat here with uh blinkers on sort of thinking everything's all right and that you know um that people aren't struggling because we know that is the case <clears throat> it is worth noting obviously it's very difficult but there are there are some breweries and businesses that have been able to thrive in the last couple of years as well um which is awesome but i think yeah. people tend to forget that a little bit because it's really easy to focus on the negatives because it, it's there every day in our face um but you know some breweries and businesses that have, have done extremely well over the last year two years goes to prove that it is possible that it's not you know just a complete lost cause for everyone it's that there is definitely opportunity there um you know we've grown brews about in a time that's been a cost of living crisis okay we're not affected by the same things breweries are in terms of operating costs and ingredients costs and everything everything in between energy costs um you know but but we've, we've still managed to grow the business and and you know people have seen it as a good way to to access beer and you know spend their money and we're very grateful for that um in terms of us asking for money and investment at the moment yes there is the element of you know uh we are here to try and help breweries out to try and give them an extra sales channel that gives the you know that, that adds no extra cost of complexity to what they do um so if we can if we can grow volume loads then you know the idea is that that will help out breweries who can't afford to market nationwide and can't afford to um to to access that 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 uk-wide market um but also you know we're asking for investment we're not we're not putting a gun to anyone's head uh if yeah. you don't want to invest don't invest uh if, if you do then then great we're very happy with that if you invest 10 pounds it means as much to us as if you invest a thousand pounds you know it's 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 there and that, that's one of the reasons why we chose the crowdfunds because it gives people the opportunity to be involved no matter how much they're able to give at this time um so yeah i, I think you know it is difficult plenty of breweries have crowdfunded recently and done very well out of it uh yeah. i feel like people if they believe in something and they they see uh future value in in a concept or in a business whether that's a brewery they're local to or a brewery that's doing something different or a business like ours that's doing something different then they'll they'll you know want to be involved in that and that's that's what a crowdfund is to us um 
I think the last thing I would say is that yes, it is difficult for the industry at the moment, and and it's in, it's in times of difficulty that innovation and disruption often happens and actually improves an industry uh, going forward. So you know, uh, I'm not trying to blow smoke up our own ass here, but uh, you know, it, I feel like we are a bit of a disruptor, um, and and breweries that are doing something different, like for example, Gypsy Hill with their their carbon negative brewing um, and and initiatives like that. Like it's it's in times of adversity that you get these positive changes and steps forward. Um, And so, yeah, I I hope that we could be a force for good going forward. And I hope that this is a a step in that direction for us and for the the partners we work with. So that was a long old ramble. Sorry to (laughs) to take over, but I think they're they're my thoughts on that. For for me, like I say, asking the question, uh, was because people that are listening to this that they've obviously they know we we try and take the piss as much as we possibly can when it comes to stuff like that but when it comes to investing and and i, I totally agree with everything that you say um but it's really i think it's important that we just like we go straight to the like straight to the middle of it and you know and build because you know at the time where people's you know um you know, passive income and all the rest of it that they've got to kind of lay out on craft beer is probably lower than it has ever been. I feel that the service, and I've said this plenty of times, been able to have, and I said that before we recorded, one of the, the, the reasons I love the mystery aspect of it is it's, I don't have to think about what I'm getting. I know I'm going to get a box of good beer delivered to me every month without me having to think about it. But that's yeah. what I, I, and I actually, I like it that way. I know Others don't like it that way, and they like the fact that they can pick and choose and all the rest of it. When, but I know it's it's like no thinking drinking because I know I'm just going to get a box of beer delivered to me without me having to think about it. And that we should trade. We need to trademark that. By the I'm, way, I'm writing that one down. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking yeah. that one from you, Mark. Thanks. We, we, yeah. we, we have been saying that for absolute weeks. We need to be trademarking that motherfucker. Um, <laughs> I appreciate what you're saying, listen. Like. It was actually, um, a, it was actually a very. Um, that was probably the most mature statement we've ever had on the podcast over the last four and a half years. So thank you um, for. And I'm <laughs> sure Miguel, be, Miguel being naked at his key, his keyboard was up there. All right, well, that's <laughs> probably top three for <laughs> most eloquent speeches we've had. Um, in fairness, in fairness to you, but you when you sent the message about coming on the podcast, the one thing you did say was. You give you give us guys a chance to grill you about the crowdfunder and 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 that we have got there is a lot more questions that I've got written down to get to the nitty gritty of it. One of them being with the investment, where do where do you see that investment going in in the business and what is it going to help? I know you guys uh, from listening to the video on Thursday, I think what you did, it's going to go into tech and etc. etc. Can you just explain that for the people that didn't see the video and and that are listening or watching on the YouTube? Be day. honest, remember, tell us how many uh, conservatories are going to be built on the back of the money, please. On a... and, and, will you, and will you buy a transit van? That's... <laughs> <laughs> have you not seen Ollie's, uh, have you not seen Ollie's mystery, mystery machine? No. Was, well, uh, I've not seen the mystery machine yet. Exactly. I'm assuming it'll get a major upgrade after this. That, that goes, <laughs> that, that goes into the bucket of debt, right? 
<laughs> you can't upgrade. Yeah. You can't upgrade perfection, Scotty. Huge, yeah. huge steel, huge steel pipe and twenty-four inch wheels. Set. Set. No, this is the next crowdfund, Scotty. This is the next yeah. one. Yeah. It'd be like, meet the fuckers. It'd be like Robert De Niro in the command center. Yeah, no, so it, it's broadly it's going to be split into three sort of segments. So tech-wise, uh, when we first came up with the idea of Bruiser, um, a lot of the business has been built on sort of unique codes because um, there wasn't really anything out there, any bit of software that was doing what we can do with that sort of drag and drop, uh, pay and play um, subscription service. So we have been we've been working on it as we go along, but a lot of it's been sort of taped together, if, if you like. Um, so yeah, so it, it does need some improvements, although it's. Yeah, it's definitely served as well. Um, obviously, it costs us money to acquire customers, and we want to grow this business. So, you know, an, another third we're looking at marketing as well. And for the past two and a bit years, or three years since we first began on this, it's it's effectively just been well me from the beginning, and then Lewis came on board last year, and we are stretched as a team with with raw resources as well. So just yeah. getting some better skill sets or some some additional skill sets and more hands on deck um, help with us. Gav, you're in with your marketing with your videos, mate. You've, I know they've got they've got, that covered, they've got a photographer and that they're covered for that. Uh, we, we can't afford we can't afford Gav. Not even not even West can afford me. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Can you imagine how many DHL labels you'd be planning to send beers. You can't get a van for love nor money. What the fuck is happening here? Oh, Gav's ordered another twelve boxes. You got another mm. twelve slots at like in the, the courier agency. You can't get anybody to deliver anything. Hey, you get it somehow. Obviously, one one hurdle, um, or there's a couple of hurdles that, that I, I proposed to you guys, like I said, when you're on your live um, the other day. One being, obviously, DRS. Um, if you look at the likes of Lakada, they announced at the back end of last year that we're going to stop sending beers to the uh, Republic, Republic of Ireland because of DRS. Obviously, it's going to be coming in Scotland. We've spoken to breweries before who have said that if I know we've got pushed back in Scotland, but if it happened when it was going to happen, that production may have to get moved away from Scotland, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We've heard from plenty of breweries saying, "If this happens, we're not doing it." Surely, is that in in you in your guys' thinking, and is that obviously clearly going to be an issue? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it would it would be an issue. I mean, like we. <clears throat> it's worth saying like we we obviously support anything that is like improves um the environmental footprint of beer um and you know we're all for uh any initiative that does improve things that way but ideally an initiative that doesn't really kind of make life even more difficult for producers uh retailers uh or any small business involved in yeah. it 
uh, you know, how you do those two things together, I don't have the solution, but um, I, I feel like what was going to come into play was quite rushed and not thought through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we, we were very happy to uh, to see it be pushed back. Um, for us, as, as an online retailer, it was quite blurry, like what it would really mean for us in reality, um, in practice. Um, but we we did we were talking to breweries we work with we were trying to understand it from different sources um, and you know we're we're very lucky that we can be quite adaptable to these different changes but it would certainly have meant we would have to have brought in an extra layer of um, complexity like whether that was uh, figuring out who, you know who where the charge comes from for that yeah. and then how the deposit gets paid back and you know being the facilitator of all of that may have been our job but it, like I say it wasn't very really, we were, we, were, we were a bit confused by it earlier, I think it's fair to say, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And like, didn't, didn't breweries have to provide something on their label as well? And yeah. a, lot, a lot of breweries weren't going to be doing that. Some breweries were, so we would have had to have had to like a skin down version for, for Scotland. But, um, you know, I know Wales have got it in the pipeline as well. And I'm sure England and Northern Ireland yeah. um, have too. It'd be great if they all just... Uh, Got together and did it at the same, did at the it same all time. At the same fucking time. Because, <laughs> like you said, there all it was. It was going to be a case of they're going to have to put the bit of the the, the barcodes etc on the labels. Yeah, Del, feel free or Gilroy or any is correct me if I'm wrong here as well. That like people were going to have to basically plan ahead their whole brewing schedule and say we're brewing X, Y, and Z. There's going to be this many cans. Um, just so because you were, I think you were sending to the fucking. Fucking tooting commune, and then they were going to tell you, Yeah, that's fine. That the, <laughs> then you'd pay it forward and all that nonsense to get your money back. Fucking piece of ah, nonsense, that man. It was, um, a shit show was probably the easiest way to describe it as a yeah. whole. Um, and having spoken to a couple of um, like broody friends and stuff like that that were dealing with it back then, uh, it was just it, it was a, a total mindfuck as to where. Um, cans were going to have to go. Um, were bottles included? Because you know, at one point, bottles were not included, but then mm. they were included. Um, and it was just, um, just struck off very much half baked and not not thought out very well. So, well, it was they, they were answering the questions as they were coming to them, right? When they came up with it, but um, but they were answering their own. They were answering the queries as they came up with it. It's like you could. It's like every time anybody asked a decent question, you could see the cogs turning in their head when they were asked it. Mm-hmm. Which isn't a position you want to be in if you're enforcing a, any kind of policy decision at all. You don't want to be making decisions or troubleshooting on the hoof. <laughs> like that's the, yeah. that's the worst position to be in. You can you can hear your backpedalling for. For there, and <laughs> thankfully, get, somebody get. saw sense and thought this is this is awful. If we go forward here, it's going to be worse than trying to hide a. Motor I feel like sometimes they they do this on purpose. WhatsApp messages, you know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like they do this on purpose a little bit. They to like to just put it out there, see what the reaction is, and like you say, figure it out as people ask questions and stuff, and then go back and I feel like it is kind of it was it was almost destined to be that way, but it just well it just needs more thought. It needs more thought. It needs, needs more consultation. I think yeah. with with uh, the the businesses. It's like they've had a focus yeah. group with their mates and thought, "Ah, okay, we're all right. We'll just take the biggest <laughs> producers and we'll we'll pull them and say, see if we did this, would you be all right with that?' We'll not even sneeze, mate. We'll not even see it. Mm. But then no. they get done into people who actually have 
yeah. bills to pay and worry about who can't just move one set of numbers from one side of a balance sheet to another and say, hey, that's it covered. And then you've got everybody in between, like yourselves and the distributors, the everybody who's got a, who's got a, a piece to think about with that and try and, and adapt and change it. Exactly. And at the risk of becoming too political, um, it, it, it's as if, you know, anything outside of Scotland that we're not interested in and, you know, we don't we don't really care how it affects, mm-hmm. you know, things outside Scotland trying to come in or things in Scotland trying to go out and that kind of thing. So it's just like, you know, it, it's better that, that if it's done in collaboration with your market, then mm. that makes complete sense, you know. So do it as a, you, you do it for the UK as a whole at least because, you know, I would imagine that for the vast, vast majority of UK breweries, the, the market outside of the UK is really, really small. The, the, you know, the, 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 ma- the, the massive majority of the market is inside the UK. So tackle it collaboratively as a whole rather than yeah. trying to do it in bits and pieces. It just doesn't make much sense. But, yeah. it could be... I've got a lot of experience at a regulator making rules and then deciding, then saying to everybody else. And the financial services industry works like that all the time. They say, right, okay, here's a rule. Right, you're like, how do we interpret that? How do you want us to apply that? No, you just figure it out. Just make sure you're compliant. <laughs> like, okay, so how do you want us to work that one? No, you, you just figure it out. You figure it out. Who's are big enough and ugly enough, we'll just tell you what the rules are. Um, one make thing, sure everybody one thing... can access their pensions, but nobody can access their pensions, right? Bye. No. <laughs> one thing we can figure out now is um, backtrack from policy for a second and figure out what we're got on our vessels for the next um, two minutes or so. Um, somebody switched. I heard a can opener. Was it yourself, Cal? Me. Oh, yeah. I thought it was you. Oh, I yeah. could smell it. Cal, I've got to be... I've, I've got to say I'm impressed. Tuesday night, thick, cold, and you've just sunk a triple. On to number two already. Oh. I, uh, I I like your... <laughs> Ded- dedicated like to the cause. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm embracing the fact that I've got the cold and I can't really taste much. So um, I, I was going to go... <laughs> I, I, I put an order in at the tail end of last year for loads and loads of Belgian stuff and that's Strafa Hendrik uh, I've actually got the quadruple in the fridge as well so I was going to go from triple onto quadruple just to, to do a sort of comparison but I don't I don't want to waste it when I can't properly appreciate it so I went, I, went, I went digging in my fridge um, and not, not to, to, to throw shade because um, Alex kindly sent this when I hadn't ordered it it was uh, from Bayonet and it's B for Berry and it's the Blackberry mm. Goes um, it's it's a, a style that I don't generally buy, um, so it's quite interesting to get one. Um, and again, I'm, I'm full of the cold, so I'm probably not doing it too much justice, but it's got a really great body, loads of wheat in there, so it's it's proper, you know, proper juicy. Um, you're getting that salt and sour um, vibe as well, um, which which is great, and what you would expect from a goat. Um Sorry, I had a, I had an interloper in the room there, and, and uh, we, we need t-shirt on, so I didn't really want to show him on, on, on YouTube. Um, so yeah, and you're getting just tart, the you're getting guy. Uh, you're getting tart, you're getting salty, you're getting great body for the wheat, and uh, yeah, it's, it's actually not too bad. After so. I got the, I need to wipe that in the fridge actually. Need to wipe that. I'm beating it in as well, by the way, just while we're on being. Oh, what you uh, what you want? Are you having? Uh, it pays to be a winner. Oh, a winner. winner. What a beer. What a beer. What a beer. Tell us about the wackaging on that beverage. Scott. It's got a lovely wee 
low resolution image of the beer fridge podcast on it on a helicopter, yeah. which is excellent. Um, <laughs> ah, it's superb, but look, it fits in with the rest of the. I like the rest of the labeling. Um, that's really smart. Alex always the the, the the labels are always smart, and um, this one it's got really good blackaging on it. Um, apparently, Bayonet won an award. I don't know what award it was. Some fucking nasty <laughs> somewhere decided to. The Stunham won an award for winning the People's Choice Brewery of the Year award with the Beer Fridge Podcast. So, um, but that sounds good, I suppose. Um, yeah, <laughs> and it's everybody. Can I just favorite. say you're doing that a bit of a disservice. It is the. Brewery of the Year Award. It's the only one that matters in the whole of the industry. None of this Biba shit. None of this like best beer NXY, whatever you want to call it. This is the one that the people vote for. There's no bullshit. There's no uh, brown envelopes with cash getting slid over. There might have been a wee no. bit of bribery with some uh, with some beer, but that's from from our, that's from our point of view. We, we, you guys, the listeners, the voters, the people out there—they're the people that have voted. It's the only, only um, award on the, in the, the industry only. that it does that, and it is solely on who votes and out there in the public. So it is I get, the- I get super excited actually every year when you guys put that award out. That it is <laughs> brilliant at marketing it. I love casting my votes as well. Yeah. So well done, guys, because it is. See that. Well done, Gavin. You do the work for it, Gav, but it was my idea. So <laughs> I can't wait for the 300 team bracket to go in. Oh, well, we, we went from 32 to 64 this year, oh, so no, fuck knows what we're doing this year. No, but, you no ever heard of the, this, is, this is good because we're talking about this kind of stuff. Have you ever heard of the saturation that a term yeah. you've ever come across? Yeah. If, you, if you ask people to vote too much, they'll get pissed off. Yeah. Fed up with you. Uh, there we go. We'll see how we'll see how far we can push. Ollie, that Ollie, were you were you fed up of voting, Ollie? No chance. Um, no, of course not. No, see, <laughs> no, see that the end. Well, that's what he's investing it, money in. That's what he's investing the money for the crowdfunder in, so he can fucking <laughs> bot his. He's going to chat GPT a, a, a code that will vote for him. Yeah. <laughs> He'll plug in his choices as soon as the bracket gets released, and it will just vote for him every day while it's available. Organize it for me. That would be fucking great. Anyway, right, the beer. This beer, it's 8.2%. <laughs> it's our mate Nelson, etc. It's quite whiny vibe, but it's. The body's just amazing. It's incredible. It's so thick, very juicy, but also incredibly moorish because it's got that kind of, the Nelson gives it that kind of white whiny kick, which just makes it very, very moorish and very easy to return to. One that you could have, I mean, I've got a fair few cans there, obviously, um, and I wouldn't be annoyed if I was to go straight on to another one. I don't think it would become too sickly or too, that we get fed up with that flavour in a hurry. It's really, really good. Really complex. Despite light and uh, you know, despite the despite the, the great body, it didn't feel overly heavy. It was no. quite refreshing and palatable. Um, but I, I had I had mine um, last week. Uh, well, one of mine last week. I've still got a few in the fridge. As you say. Um, it's incredible. It was great to see the uptake. We haven't really spoken about it too much. Um, on the we've had uh, we've had a few guests on previously. And we've not really got around to, to talking about it much. 
Um, but it was really great to see the uptake as well. Um, Alex is brewing it again, um, which is amazing. He's, uh, you know, he's already said that it's the, the fastest a beer sold out that he's, that he's made. Um, wow. So, uh, yeah, so we were really chuffed for him um, with that. And, yeah. yeah, it just goes to show the support's not just keyboard clickers out there. It's people that are actually willing to back it up and buy the beer as well. So that's great. Excellent. Yes. Anybody else got other good stuff? Uh, I've nearly finished a can of putty. My last can of putty, incidentally, fun enough, on the, the eve of putty to tea. Um, which I'm, not back. I'm, I'm not ordering from Berlin. I, I might get a can if my local bottle shop gets it. Um, but yes, nice. normal, regular. No, I'm not doing it. We'll message um, you again at nine fifty-eight tomorrow. No, that. that was an absolute nonsense, to a man. Um, putty, it is what it is. Um, oh, like it's I'm going to get one today because I'm going to double it up as well. Because it's just it is a proper one, hype yes. train beer. There's that, nothing wrong with the beer. Shade already, Mark. Let's go. <laughs> um, double down. I'm, I'm, double down. I'm full in on slagging putty, like I'm in big big time. Go, so. go, go, go. It's a good, it's a good double, really good solid double no. IPA. No, it is. Don't they be stupid. There's no point being a, a prick we're about doing, it. it. We're it doing is. it again. We're doing it again. I know, I know, I know. Like, it's good. Mm, Anna, you know what it is. Yeah, we've, we've seen what that. We've... You know, that's right. what they want. Anyway. They want you talking about it. Exactly. Like we've established, we've established that yes, it's a decent double, but it's no like. Well, you know what? I'll drag this conversation back to Bruiser. Um, I know a lot of Bruiser users, Bruiser users, Bruiser um, users, <laughs> were disappointed to not have putty this year because I think it was in the box last year. It was, um, and I know a lot of people on the the Facebook page, um, when they like to moan about duplicates, um, were disappointed. <laughs> the duplicate guy, duplicate yeah. guy. <laughs> Anyway, um, Lewis, you got a beer? <laughs> I'm just cracking one open, actually. It's, uh, mm. it's a bit of a bittersweet moment because it's the last of these beers that I'll be ever having. Uh, oh, so, yeah. Uh, Cosmics, Cosmics Noble, our one of our Project X beers that we brewed with Vault City and Pastore. Down at I'm going to have to get it. I'm going to have to go in the house and get mine. Uh, <laughs> I've actually, it's this is it's a really sour beer, like it's lip smackingly sour. Uh, and yeah, we, we were kind of happy with that because we, we wanted it to be a proper sour, but I've just been trying, I haven't found the right time to drink it yet. And I just, you know, I just thought this was this was the right time. Uh, uh, I but think yeah, my, no. my story certainly are, are, I mean, Vault City are known for obviously known for their modern sour beers and um. But but they can sometimes verge onto the sort of fruit smoothie or or you know like IPA with a slight sour edge or, or things like that. But but the the, the, the pastori box that I got, funnily enough, from Bruiser, um, that would probably be a cup. Well, that was one of the early boxes that I got actually. That was one thing that struck me was that that all of the beers from Pastori, all the it doesn't matter what flavour combination it was, they all had that really proper draw your jaws together sour mm. vibe. So I'm not surprised that that's coming through um, and I'll be able to get involved in. Yeah, no, it's it really does. Uh, and if if you ever get the chance to visit Pastoria, I'd highly recommend it. They've got a, um, an awesome little setup in Water, Water Beach, which is just outside Cambridge. And uh, yeah, Chris and Ben, father and son, they, they are so passionate about it. And if you go and visit them, they will just, they, they love just 
throwing all this information at you and showing you absolutely everything they do and uh it's a really really cool cool business but but yeah i got to go to the brew day um and it was pretty awesome uh and uh yeah it's come out it's come out i think i'd say it's probably the most interesting out of the beers we did at project x it's the most uh the most divisive and the, yeah, the most interesting and a shout out as well to the craft diaries uh for the label as well i think this is probably one of my favorite labels that he did it's i've got it blurred yeah, there but cool. uh, not only that it's one of the it's one of my favorite glasses not, oh, it's, it's like such a good glass isn't it are we yeah. have you got one ollie i haven't actually yeah. got one yeah i, uh, I, I mean no <laughs> they're in uh they're in such high demand that even even we were supposed to have any uh but yeah i'm van. right go on then mark Oh, okay. It's just, cool. it's just not worth the hype. Nowhere near. Like for well, me, it's. We know that. It, I feel it's it is a, it's nicer this time round. The bitterness is still there, which I like, but I think it goes against everything that the can says it should be. Um, mm. in terms of like kind of proper kind of juicy, hazy, like double IPA. Um, I feel like the body isn't what I would expect from a verdant dipper either. Um, but the the thing I'm the, the the bit that always annoys me and the bit that I'm putting up against is the monster hype train that's behind it. It's the yeah. um and and I'm going to go back to the point that David McDonald said for Spay Valley. He's like, "User part of the hype. User talking about it all the time, and user the ones that are hyping it up in the podcast." Laddie, daddy, da. And I get that point. I do. But it's a fucking um, job. But we wouldn't be exactly. We wouldn't be doing our job. We wouldn't. We wouldn't be. You know, on the pulse of the craft beer nation, yeah. if we weren't at least talking about and reviewing it, I mean, I think so, to review it honestly, oh, to review it honestly, yeah. like they have done, to review it honestly and, and say, you know, yeah, it's good, it's nice, but is, is it is it worth the hype? No, then then I think that's pretty pretty honest. So I I, I, th- I think the guys at Verdant would probably say that it's not the best dipper they they produce. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. up there, but I, th- I think they'd be happy to say that. But what they have created with it. Is an absolute beast. And if, it gets, if it gets people going to bottle shops and buying, you know, craft, craft beer in January in the lowest sale month of the year, then let's yeah, hype it up. I, I that oh yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. And at the end of the day, a beer that sells out in fifteen minutes and package is yeah. unbelievable. You know, and it, it is exactly what. The industry needs, and I just like I made that point at the start about you know obviously with the investment and looking at that and you know but if breweries are able to create a beer that sells out in that short space of time that drives hype that drives conversation that drives people to bottle shops that drives people to pubs you know for the first pour all that kind of stuff it's and we had a we had a conversation was that. It may have just been before the putty launch, and we talked about what other breweries and beers should have hype days throughout yeah. the year. Because realistically, there should be one a month. You know, there's enough incredible breweries in the UK that have stalwart beers 
that are pioneers within the industry that there should be a day for them, you know, at that or a yeah. weekend. And you mentioned obviously the patate or whatever the heck it's getting called this um, for the triple. But can I just say the real hype beer is being launched on Friday, which is correct, you know. So what a beer! That beer is worth the hype. So and whether it lives up to it, I will and I will quite happily tell people if it doesn't. But that beer, I'm running to a bottle shop, but I'm running to buy it on Friday. But, um, yeah, but the other thing is... I'm running, I'm running back to before you start slavering more about putty is um, more about Bruiser and the like. I said the crowdfunding opportunity. The one thing on your live that you mentioned was and again. Feel free and correct me if I'm wrong. Just to steer the ship back is the kind of almost like one-off purchases, having a store available for one-off cans, um, and having things available for people to pick up straight away, like a six-pack or whatever. Feel free, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, and, and explain that bit of of, of your kind of plans for growth. If I'm talking shit. Yeah. Just tell me. No, no, you're not talking shit, no. Uh, well, we we get we, we know this is. Um wanted uh because people like we get so many requests for uh can i get this box sooner uh yeah. um can i can i put in a one one-time order this kind of stuff right so we, we know the demands there um and i think part of the future and it feeds into this <clears throat> is that we want breweries to uh have more sort of ownership over what it is that they uh put on bruiser so for um at the moment, it's it's quite linear, although it's really flexible for the user. You know, breweries will typically only have one, two, three, maybe four boxes on there that people can choose, yeah. um, and they, they might be style specific. They might be um, a slightly different price points, like the twenty nine pound box or the thirty eight pound box. Um, uh, but you know, in, we would like to kind of give the opportunity for them to put on if they want to put on a, a four pack or an eight pack of a certain beer yeah. um, or something like that, you know, that, that it would be really cool to kind of uh, for them to each have their own sort of, you know, more developed store on Bruiser, I guess. Um, and the subscription boxes probably would have to stay a little bit more um, standardized, but then there's no reason why, you know, people can't um, sort of get more store like purchases from breweries as well. Um, so, and, the on plan for so, so, the, so the idea, sorry. So the idea is, for store-like purchases from breweries as opposed to from you. So, you know, they wouldn't, you know, a user wouldn't be able to construct a, a bespoke box from different breweries to to for you to provide or how? Well, that's, that is also a potential option as well. Um, but we don't intend on never having a warehouse. We don't ever want to be handling stock. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, we, that that, that, our, our business model was... Was, was... was a big thing, you know, we, you know, we want to sort of eliminate that that aspect of the subscription service of, of you know, generic provider hoarding, you know, lots of beer in whatever conditions and, and then sending it on to customers, you know, to get the beer direct from the brewery. So that would be difficult if it was, if you know, if you, if you were wanting beer from different breweries all at the same time. But yeah, mm -hmm. that's, that's, yeah. Yeah, but there are, there are options for that. We're, we're, we're in the process of some 
we can't give away too much, but there's, we're in the process of some yeah. conversations around that as to how we could make that work. But we we're keen to try and make that work because again, people, yeah, you know, we have we have these mixed um, cases at the moment. But um, like for example, the St Paddy's Box that's live now is a mix of six breweries, and what happens there is we have one brewery who kind of owns it, and then the other the other breweries will send beers in. That's not sustainable, yeah. like on a monthly basis. Like it's good for specials, but it's too much work for you know uh, every month or loads of different boxes. Um, so we are we are figuring out ways to do those mixed cases. Um, but you know the 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 kind of us passing on orders to breweries who fulfil it is a more scalable model uh, that we that we can sort of flex a bit more. So that's the obvious way to go initially. Um, I've got a garage yeah. if you want. You can. Get <laughs> I Perfect. promise it'll definitely make it to the people who have asked for the mixed case. Uh, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> I think definitely. I promise thing. there'll be there'll be some beers. What kind of beers they are and whether they're for the brewery that they ordered it for is a totally different story. But I mean, they will get beers. I'll just swap them off for Budweiser or something like that. <laughs> no, yeah. but I get what you, I get what you mean. It would be hard. It's good to do in a quid pro quo where you've got a special box where you can say, right, okay, one of these or one of the breweries will probably kind of stand up and say, right, we'll send the beers to us and then we'll deal with the getting them at the door. That works on a like you say a specials approach, but it doesn't. It's no a sustainable model where you're relying on one of them to take charge all the time and. Aye, it's just a. It gives them a, a bit of a logistical headache, and and again, they've got, they've probably got finite storage space themselves, and keep things, and they'll be interested in, and you, as will you be about keeping the cold chain and stuff up. You don't want stuff lying in a yard somewhere in the middle of summer because exactly, yeah. they've got a special yeah. box on. You know what I mean? it then turns into. Pay, have a free box and just pay posters and packaging. Wink, wink. <laughs> You're not a million Wait, miles away for the other mob. There's the uh, there's the economics in it as well. Like you, that that model of like uh, bringing beers into one brewery and then shipping out from there is that that's expensive and it's that's what I mean it's fine for specials, mm-hmm. but we also want to try and find ways in the future of um, making it more approachable and accessible for people. So. Like yeah. that's why we brought in the tw- the discovery boxes because yeah. it's a it was a more accessible price point um, for people than thirty eight quid and you know we want to try and do more of that and can there be smaller packs that people can get you know um, if they can't afford the the bigger subscription models all this kind of stuff but, you know just adding in that flexibility and variety I think is uh, where we want the flip side to, to that as well Lewis you guys are given the option for the the craft beer wanks like ourselves who. When you go right, oh, you can have this box, but if you pay a wee bit more, you can get a glass and the fucking a dog uh, whistle have, as well. Uh, you can have four, like you didn't need to put putty in. The, you didn't, then yeah. you take the putty example very quickly because I'm fucking fed up talking about it and all. If you yeah. take a beer that's got hype on it, like an alligator tugboat or something like that, you can say, well, well, you can also get a four pack of it. Bolt it on exactly and bolt exactly, and bolt yeah. it onto what you're already yeah. getting, and that takes you for your eight to your 12 or whatever, but you'll get four of these in your in your box if you add a, like you say, a bolt on, that's probably quite the, the best way to describe it is adding mm-hmm. on something where, or add on a, like you said, Gav, a tumbler or something. The other thing, I don't know if you've ever thought about it, it just came to me as we were talking about stuff and you were talking about the economics of putting beers for different breweries in the same place. Again, it would be a special thing, so it wouldn't be, you wouldn't, you wouldn't do it all the time, but like a regional special box where you take breweries mm. for a specific geographical area and say right okay 
there's a Scottish box, so all your Sco- a few of your Scottish breweries or take a, a discovery box and put it together at your Scottish breweries and say, if you've wanted to, to see what... And I know that gets to the the other mobs model. They've done regional mm-hmm. things before, but it's fresher, it's better, and it's the, the breweries yeah. themselves get to decide what to showcase. A, man, a Manchester box, sure shot. Well, aye. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that. All in the same box. Yeah. Fuck! Yeah. This is one one street, one one industrialistic crime. I know. No, we love you're that. Right. You wouldn't need you wouldn't have much in delivery charges between neighbours. No. You just have to toss a coin and say, right, okay, big track. It's you. You're drawing the shot. <laughs> draw. The boy's going to yeah. walk a trolley load up to. You. <laughs> uh, we're literally just talking about that. Um, was it? I can't remember if it was today, this, but yeah, we've obviously got this Northern Irish box. Um, mm-hmm going on at the moment for St Paddy's oh sorry not just Northern Ireland because we've got Whitlash in there as well um, and then we have done a Welsh box as well before with like Wilderness and, yeah. and Wild Horse it's time we venture up north into Scotland and uh, yeah. the Scottish box but I, I really like the regional idea it's just yeah it's finding that that partner in that region which shouldn't yeah. be difficult and uh, well, we've mentioned that a couple of times so it's probably a good time to get that dive into a wee bit more is that St Paddy's Day box um, you, you've got the likes of Whiplash Bullhouse are in there, Lakada. I mean it's a fucking, when you look at it it's it's a who's stacked. who it's, it's, it is stacked it's probably best but it's yeah. a fucking stacked box yeah so, and, and, and your um... and all the beers are green right <laughs> <laughs> that's, how it works. that's how it works in America anyway. everyone gets you, dyed green when you cut the box uh, the river <laughs> <laughs> From your video today, Ollie, three different you mentioned, and then one collab beer with yourselves. Yeah, so we, well, I went over there a couple of weeks ago. Um, oh, to, shock, shock, yeah. you, got the, yeah, shock no. you got the holiday again. Mm. Shock, it, Lewis is going over there next week to pack all the boxes. It's a pack boxes, not to brew a beer. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> Sorry, that, you that... can fill the old one for me, one for the box card. Yeah. Right. <laughs> one for me, one for the box, one for me. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, massive, massive credit to Chris at Modest Beer. Have you guys tried his beers before? Not yet. No. It's on okay. my list of ones to have. Like, so fucking good. Um, he's a one-man band operation, just brewing by himself. He's got this like really small kit, um, super nice guy, and is he, he tends to stick more around the sort of sessionable ABVs, like four mm-hmm. to six. But you know they do go over and they do go below. Um, but he just packs so much flavour into those beers. Um, so he got in touch with us asking if we uh, if we got anything planned for St Paddy's. Um, we hadn't yet. I mean, as you can see, Lewis, Lewis missed out uh, Valentine's Day as well. So to, to drop me in there, Lewis. So, <laughs> there's no surprise there. But um, yeah, we 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 got on a call and kind as of he look, as he looks over the shoulder. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> No comment. Yeah. You've got it's not No comment. As you can tell, when I'm shitting myself, so it's right. <laughs> Is that a knife at the back of you there? Is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been there for, been there for three years, going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we got this collaboration box, eleven beers, 
six different breweries, three dippers. We've got a collab with Modest Ballhouse um, at the Carda and Our Brewery in there as well, which is uh, going to be a dipper. So it's a big box, and I'm buzzing to get this get this one myself, to be honest. So I love the description. Yeah, you know, it's a good yeah. one. We're, we're like reserving one straight away. I'm not missing out. I know. <laughs> <laughs> is that something that we'll see more of from like from an investment point of view that you know opening up collaborations and kind of using the connections that you've got to kind of put whether it's you guys doing it as part of the bruiser setup or you know as a is that an angle that you could tackle i'll i'll ask this one because uh ollie will probably be a bit too uh too modest i think he's i think he's frozen anyway yeah yeah my whole screen's frozen but okay we can hear we can hear you yeah yeah it's it's quite a flattering image actually so don't don't stress Uh, yeah i know yeah that's ollie's a natural you see uh but uh in, in all honesty as ollie mentioned earlier on like we we both of us have been probably like just to the limit just trying to keep the business running um the investment i would say uh won't directly like feed into these collab boxes but what it will do is enable us to grow the team and then free up more of ollie's time in particular to actually go and see breweries and um hopefully get more of these initiatives uh lined up Uh, because it is time consuming and it is challenge challenging it's hard, uh, it's, it's hard to yeah it's hard but to we love it when... we, we, we do <laughs> love it and that's, but that's that's but this is what we when we set it out set out at the start we, we i think we were so uh successful in, in the early days you know in, in terms of getting brewers on board and, and getting them bought, bought into bruiser uh by by doing everything in person and actually making taking the time and the effort to go and see breweries face to face and just just like you know be a friendly face as well uh and that's what we need to do more of we've kind of we've kind of had to get away from us a little bit because we've just been mm-hmm. so yeah. bogged down in, well, in day to day it's a bit um, like account management i suppose isn't it you know like they're your clients at the end of the day so you've kind of got to kind of not keep them sweet but you know if there's mm-hmm. things that you know every brewery's got their own initiatives and obviously you're a sort of like a an extension of each of the breweries in a way because you know that's the service that you're providing you know for yeah. the breweries well, obviously yeah. it's a service for yourselves but it's a service for the breweries you know so being like like coming a man on the ground as such and understanding mm-hmm. what's coming up for each of your clients and working it out actually is only going to help benefit the client which in, in turn benefits you guys and and a hundred percent i mean you get so much out of um yeah, seeing people in person and having that sort of direct um, relationship. But like, you know, beer is built on on social activities, yeah. so, social people. And that is one thing that, that drives me a bit insane is just being stuck behind this uh, the, this laptop all of the time. I, I, it isn't my intention to get out there. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you bastards aren't helping tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> it, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? It's, it's, a, it's an industry built on socialization, but mm-hmm. I would say fostered by and kept going by and grown by based on the people that we've spoken to. And there are some people, there's some been some wild podcasts where you get it, but in, in, in and of themselves, 
a lot of them are quite introverted and a lot of them yeah. marketing and promotion and this, that, and the next thing and telling people what's going on is, pro- is, is at the absolute back of their mind. So mm-hmm. you guys haven't freeing yourselves up through this initiative to be able to go out there and meet them and speak to them and draw that stuff out is probably just as useful for them as it is for you guys. They'll get a lot from being able to talk about, right, okay, well, we've got X, Y, and Z coming up. Like you're talking about the the chap that's brewing on his own. He's head brewer, marketing, sales, and everything else in between. He probably goes six or six days a week when he's working anyway, not speaking Mm -hmm. to anybody really. So it's good Mm -hmm. to be able to go out there and speak to them. They're always at their work. They're always brewing the next thing. So it's good to go out and touch base with them and find out what's coming up because you might have something really exciting that you've not anticipated yet or you might have an idea that can help them. So bring yourselves up to go out and and kind of speak to them and and find out what's happening puts you guys in a better position as well. So that'll be a good byproduct of everything that you're doing if you can bring people on board and get expertise whereby you're not having to bust a gut behind a keyboard all day every day just to keep yeah. the wheels on you can go out there and do things and that'll yeah. be where the a lot of the the domestic anyway growth will come has been able to go out and speak to people you know oh definitely yeah. and it's, it's where all the our greatest projects and ideas have come from as well just you know having a chat around a few beers with, with the breweries face to face it's like you just get so much more out of it yeah, they yeah. are brutal at coming out and doing that on their own, aren't they? Like uh, yeah. as much as that they make Talk about the best about fuck wilderness. Well, I, I mean, oh, James he, was quite hilarious, happily, wasn't he? I quite happily shut the doors and never He's opened like, them ever yeah. again. But I, yeah, it's, <laughs> I love he, he absolutely hated us talking to him and asking him <laughs> what he was making. <laughs> absolutely hated that, but it was uh, it was so good. Oh, it was it funny because like, Gav asked him. Where can people find uh, the? Where's the best place to buy your beer and find well, your beer? And he was like, "Well, to be honest, I didn't really want because then I need to box it up and ship it to them. So, nah, I'm not really fussed. <laughs> Just like he's like the <laughs> nicest guy, isn't he? He's yeah, such a oh, brilliant, such good chat. I, th- I think oh, actually for the past big shout out to Wilderness because for the past uh, four or five months I've been getting his uh, share a box like mm. month in, month out, getting four of those big share bottles. And he's been, oh, like, beer on, yeah, on peaches and raspberries and all sorts of delicious stuff. I love his beer. Yeah. The boy knows how to make beer, definitely. Um, talking about getting kind of new breweries and stuff involved in the Bruiser universe, um, you're going pit bull still, Mr. Worldwide. Um, going across the <laughs> pond. <laughs> to america some american sours have ventured into the the bruiser universe obviously i assume with the the, the crowdfunding the, the investment this is going to allow you guys as well to look to expand it a little bit more whether it be america or on on the continent what's what is the plans because i see all the time in the facebook group everyone wanting fucking shit from other you. other half and all these all these breweries all over the world but they, what they seem to forget is there's over 2,000 breweries in the UK and they can't be bothered their arse to go and fucking find them but however I pose the question international wise what's your what, what's the plans yeah I think it's uh, I think it's important for us to exactly what you said there Gav is to champion UK breweries first and foremost because yeah there's 
we're, we are brewing some of the best beers in the world and it's it would be stupid for us to just yeah. go over, uh, after um, international breweries. But yeah, so so they're always going to be at the forefront of our business. But um, we partnered with, in January, with Brew Export, um, with good friends of ours. And, you know, they bring in some of the uh, some of the best beers from the States as well. So uh, they're going to, they did a box of Mortalis Sours for us um, for January. And from April, I believe, uh, we'll be seeing them as a regular feature on the Bruising lineup. So we do, you know, it's important for us. It was really good. We, we had a we had a X amount of boxes to sell, and we yeah we sold out of them uh, pretty fast. So very good. The, the, just to note, uh, it won't be Mortalis who's the regular feature of Brew Export. So it'll actually yeah. be uh, a, mix. a mix of breweries in yeah. each box going forward. Oh, yeah. that's amazing! Cool. Yeah. And you know this is this is our uh, marketplace model, right? It's great that we can partner with people like Brew Export. They've got the infrastructure for bringing these beers in. They've got the warehouses. They know what they're doing there, and you know we can we can help shift those boxes as well. But as as we will always be championing UK craft, it's also important for us to um, have products that are kind of not as well. Yeah. Um, you know, easier, more difficult, sorry, to uh, get hold of. So, if we could bring them to. Um, yeah. On that note, actually, how good is it? Wanna... Sorry, very, sorry, very Gil, quickly. How good is it that somebody's going to take the, try and take the mantle away for the um, today, kind of uh, unchallenged uh, behemoth when it comes to the uh, American craft beer market and home bargains? <laughs> unchallenged, yeah. un- Unch- home bargains unchallenged. Thus far, the Brewers Association in America, the only one to partnership with them in a, a supermarket or mass, mass, uh, mass level so far in wow. big and large stores. Um, big and large, bar- <laughs> big and large home bargain stores. Uh, the American breweries, behemoths <laughs> like uh, like Tailgate and um, various others, Washington DC, they had breweries there. Philadelphia, yep. the whole work. So it's good to see um, somebody step <laughs> up and try and knock them down a peg or two. That home bargains more yeah. trying to be at the forefront of American craft beer imports. You exactly. know what I mean? Especially with the big and large stores. Um, I want to fucking hundreds of big and large stores. <laughs> I know. They're all fucking big and large. Fucking nonsense. Every, every, I've never seen a meet. I would love to see the medium metro version of home bargains. That would be home excellent. bargain local. That's like cool. <laughs> <laughs> just a, just but they still all have that cardboard cut out of the policeman as a deterrent just in case you were wondering about shoplifting that cardboard cut out is there to act as the deterrent's deterrent exactly um, you, again just to go backtracking slightly but going on what you were saying as well they're all the obviously champion um, breweries here in the UK you guys were saying like you're looking to do kind of one-off purchases of like four packs and stuff like that. Is that going to allow you? And I should ask that when you're we talking about it. Is that then going to allow you to um, sign up breweries who would maybe want to be a part of Bruiser but don't have the range? Who only do maybe three or four beers, and the duplicate haters would fucking hate them because they end up with six of the same fucking beer, which is fucking anyway. It's another conversation. Is that going to allow you to then have? those other breweries that maybe don't have that range to be able to sign up and be a part of Bruiser? 
Yeah, I mean, it will definitely allow us to expand our offering. Um, what we what we're very conscious of of the of at the moment is having too much choice on there. If you yeah. have too much choice, you won't get any purchases. I think Scotty touched something something like that yeah. at the start of the start of the show. So um, until we can. I don't know, find I guess a better way. Someone's it. called it a show. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the five plus years that's the first time it's been called a show. Thank you, Ollie. Finally, no <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. As um, as as long as we can, you know, n- not overwhelm people with too much choice, yeah. and I think that's part on our side of having better search filters and and etc. You know, a lot of that stuff needs a bit of work too. Um, then we can definitely expand our offer in the breweries. Then I suppose that allows you to lean into the like what you say, open it up to smaller breweries that the limited edition stuff that they you know it hits and and it's gone and it's small pack and you know it's going to create exposure for people that mm-hmm. may like you said before don't have the marketing budget. They've got a Facebook page or an Instagram page or whatever it is with their local you know, the local support that will buy their beer like sort of religiously and they'll throw the odd keg and cask or yeah. whatever it might be on Ibria and hope that somebody picks it up in London or something like that. Um, but, you know, be, being able to have that offering that's maybe not every month and that may be a bit more work and admin on your side, but um, but at least opening, opening doors to smaller breweries, I think... It's the whole inclusive aspect of the craft yeah. beer industry, isn't it? That having a, I remember like an ex like um, company that I used to work for. Their thing was they wanted to be the one stop shop for craft beer. That was you the nearly thing. you nearly said lover there, didn't you? I did nearly say lover. Right? <laughs> an ex lover, one stop. <laughs> Well, well, uh, to from it was a short. It was a short. It was short lived love. That's for sure. But um, short but intense. But that's the whole point, though, isn't it? Though that like it where did like people my, go? We're going off. Sorry, but I'm, tro- I'm totally trying to derail you just to go back. To your <laughs> well, you, you you one hundred percent succeeded. Um, the, <laughs> <laughs> um but. It, it's a, it's quite an interesting point though when you were talking about it I'm trying to think like, is there a one stop shop for like craft beer and where you would no, go like, there you know? shouldn't be there shouldn't be but at the same time convenience and be, knowing that because one thing I hate about hunting for beer online is that you're never sure how long beer's been sitting Right, and we talk about, and you can go on a name a website or whatever, and you can hit new and all the rest of it, but you get sidetracked by everything else that's on there. The model that Bruiser have got rocking, and that these are like these are at least champion, is the fact that you don't have a warehouse, so anything that does get shipped out is going to be as fresh as as possible. Yeah, and that's something that. Might be worth leaning in. I don't know. I'm going off on a wee tangent there. But I got, yeah, yeah. No, I got a couple of thoughts on that. So, uh, one is someone uh, compared us when we were talking through the model to the uh, so what we wanted it to be uh, going forward. They compared it to Etsy, uh, which is which might not sit well with everyone, but Etsy is when you think about it is a, is a platform on which 
individuals all the way up to kind of SMEs can go on and uh, own their offering and have a, a storefront in a way. And, you know, it's a place where people go, they explore these different vendors and producers and they, they purchase their goods. I thought that's quite nice. You, know, you can go and you can explore breweries and, and of all sizes who, have, who may have one product or 20 products or whatever. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's a level playing field. Um, so that's quite cool. And I think that's something we're kind of trying to aim for a little bit. The other thing as well is that you said one-stop shop for beer there and Callum like completely retracted. And I, I kind of get it because uh, there's buying beer online to be delivered to home is just one way of beer like beer is so much more than that beer is like going to the pub beer is going to a bottle shop beer is uh anything that you need it to be people will just refuse outright to buy beer online and some people may not need to buy beer online because they've got the best breweries and bottle shops like yeah. within walking distance of them in london or whatever so um certainly not trying to be the bet like trying to be the one-stop shop we certainly don't want to be like a monopoly in any way but <clears throat> What we do think is there's a there's a long there's a there's a long way for us to go in as you say supporting uh, an even greater variety of producers vendors uh, in the scene uh, whether that's a one-off basis or a permanent basis you know uh, I think we could be a lot more than we are today in our model um, but definitely still not being like you know that sort of all-encompassing yeah. Walmart of beer if you know, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I think that's that's uh, yeah, a good good important few uh, points you made there, Lewis. Um, uh, on that as well, the the other thing that we want to bring into this, which we're, which we've spoken about a lot, is is kind of having a bit of a notice board, an an online notice board, if you like, for craft beer, where <laughs> you know we're not just a place to purchase, but breweries can put up. The events what they've got going on heck even bottle shops can, can put on events and, and you know what's going on in the industry we've, we've kind of kicked that off now with our like blog posts that we've been doing more of i say we lewis has been uh, <laughs> at the helm hey, of that you've, so you've written your first blog post arlene i'm yet to post it but uh yeah it was it was it was it was likened to shake's beer today uh, which <laughs> i uh, i knew. I like a lot, so yeah. Lewis told me three hundred words. I think I did about a thousand and nine hundred. Sounds like this. Sounds was, like uh, without the spelling mistakes in it. I'm fucking yeah. total for sticking to a word limit. Absolutely. <laughs> Why use five words when you can use five hundred? You know what I mean. No. <laughs> you wrote me a blog post about your, your brew day in Belfast, and I got two pages down. And you hadn't even got out of bloody Shrewsbury. I was like, oh, for God's sake, come on. <laughs> 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 Friday. <laughs> it's not much wrong for you. Arrived at your airport. But the the point I was trying to make is our model is a marketplace and we want to be used by anybody in the in the craft beer universe um whether that be breweries bottle shops whatever. yeah especially with this notice boards um kind of thing that we'll aim to do too it's a bit of a, a, bit of a place where you can it's, get all your information yeah it's trying to, it's 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 been that platform which is a part of the industry and helping it grow 
and helping mm-hmm. it move forward instead of just going, fuck you guys, we're just going to sell all your beer and make a margin off the top of it. Go fuck yourself. It's it's not that at all. And it's a, a product that we've we've been a, we've put our own money into every single month for the last two and a bit years since you guys started. And we've believed in it every single day. And we talk about it probably once. I would probably safely say, Mark, that we've probably mentioned it three or four times a month um, on the podcast. And rightfully so, because it is, it is a fucking good product that if someone is a craft beer wank or just wants to explore the world of craft beer and get beers from further afield that they wouldn't get like i on the south coast of england am i going to get lakada fucking no chance will i get whiplash maybe on the off chance i'm probably not going to get a lot of fierce beer a lot of overtone beer but fuck me i can jump on bruiser and I can get all my favorite breweries from north of the border just but from bruiser fucking yes please thank you very much um one thing i want uh, us guys to do um, while we've got the, the, the Bruiser team here, is just to have a, a Callum, you got an up, you got the heads up because you were um, here on time. Um, is some of the favourite <laughs> boxes that you've you've had from Bruiser over the last kind of two or so years that we've been Something doing? First, that you you buy all, yes, Callum, you can go first. Oh yeah, brown nose and what what's been one of your favourite? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, you can't. Why'd you pick that one? Because <laughs> I knew that you were going to pick it. Yeah. I, just wanted, I just wanted to be a dick. So, so I've had, I've had, track, twi- I've had track mm. twice, and uh, I was once was just, wasn't once was an, an ordinary if, if track provide an ordinary box, um, <laughs> and second one was uh, the big uh, box from last. I think that was last summer. Mm-hmm. Um, or last spring um, with the thin back in there. Was yeah, it? that's right. Oh, a neighbourhood, uh, what a beer! Phenomenal, phenomenal. What box. a beer! But but I think just being able to pick breweries that you wouldn't normally, you know, necessarily go on and order like Kernel. You know, would 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 I mm-hmm. go on Kernel's website and, and order? You know, umpteen of that. No, probably not. But that was one of the best boxes I've had. Um, yeah, probably just so marks. Yeah, sorry, but but yeah, not. I, I mean, I don't think I don't think I've had a bad box. I mean, I know the guys the guys have um, had had other I'm ones. To that. I've had one by one. I've had I've had some where I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go again, um, but that's not to say that the beers weren't you know perfectly perfectly palatable, perfectly drinkable. Mm. Um, you know, I've, I don't think I've ever had a bad beer like you know, um, and I know friend of, friend of podcast James um, has has had. One, one in particular, and I, and I forget the name of the brewery now. That I think about it, um, but but he he contacted them and said, "Look, I'm not I'm not entirely happy with these beers." And they said, "We're really sorry," and sent them sent them replacements and oh, sent them sent them beers and, and and all the rest of it. So, you know, the, the the breweries are obviously getting, you know, well behind the whole ethos and 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 things like that as well. Yeah, but, but that's that's my my, my favourite. It's definitely been track absolutely. <laughs> Uh, I'll throw in two. Wait, well, if, if you two are still thinking, um, that rev was a fucking uh, a revolution to me. Um, in the summer uh, last year, just what a beer! Um, well, what a box of beers! And getting to meet those guys at Manchester and at the London Craft Beer Festival, fucking hats off to those guys making spectacular beers. The other one for me um, was Bristol Beer Factory. Would you believe? Um, hmm. I think it was one of the. It was one of the. 
one of the first boxes I got that had 12 in it. And they're all, they're all duplicates, so fuck the duplicate haters. Um, I had two of every single beer. It was fucking brilliant. absolutely loved having two of each beer. The fact that I go through and go, I'll turn this one, and then maybe I can like try and dissect another one and get get and be a proper craft beer snob. Absolutely loved that box. Also, didn't it? It helped that I got a fucking beer mat, which is on my bar. Full enough. Freebie freebies are always a winner. Mark, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm all you know. I'm, I'm a freebie. Uh, I know it was the fact that you went hunting for the bar runner was the funniest one, wasn't it? It was like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I only bought this box because of the bar runner. Oh, I remember, I remember yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Oh, I, I emailed yeah. them, by the way, and they, they sent it to me. Of course. Uh, it was panic stations here. We were like, Gav hasn't got his beer on, bar runner quick, quick. <laughs> Activate the mystery machine. You know, you, know, you, know the thing, you know the thing that's really funny? At that point, I actually didn't have a bar, so I fuck knows what I was doing with it. <laughs> just hanging um, on the wall. For, for for me, like the, the obvious answer is the kernel, but like yeah, that's it's that it's that's too um it's too obvious. The one that kind of stands out from like last year um that's a bit different was Black Iris because I would never go and hunt for um and that's the bit I would champion from a bruiser point of view. Most of these are all mystery for me anyway now, so yes. I don't really know what's showing up, but. That's the part that I like, and they, that showed up. Um, there was one beer on that box that I didn't like, but that was more my palate, and it was the uh, so, and I remember the name of it because it was the Limp Biscoff. It had all the Limp Biscuit, <laughs> um, um, can art, and all the rest of it on it. It was a really cool can. I just, but for me, that's I was really happy with that. Like, I, I didn't enjoy the beer because it didn't hit my palate, but. At the same time, I would never have seen any of that can art if you yeah. boys didn't deliver it. So, yeah, like there's plenty, plenty winners to be fair. So, Gilroy, any standouts for you, mate? The the phone. original beak, the original beak box was oh, was good purely because that was where the that was my first ex- experience of the what the fuck is the doubles all about. Um, <laughs> Chat. That, was, that, that was the box that we if you were ever to get a duplicate, that would be the one you would go for. And funnily, and funnily enough, we did get two of those beers in that box. Mm-hmm. So. I've got and a couple of parades tremendous. in there. A couple of parades. Fucking the Verda big box last year was tremendous. Yes. Can you oh. beat that? That was that was that was good stuff. And then one the two my... flinch box that I ended up not getting was really good as well. Shout out, by the way, to Tempest as well. I need to mention oh. Tempest because the Tempest box is fucking solid. Oh, ah, oh, there's another one. Hold on, the uh, he's going. He's we've basically going through his phone. Quite like the <laughs> what, what um, I think, what see now that we're, we're talking about the, uh, I was talking about the track, the big box um, mm. last year, and that that arrived, and fortunately that was split over two months, so you could either have it, you know, on the first month or the second month. 
because the first month I had, I'm sure it was, it was I dare, I'm sure it was dare. You had and, them in for like six months. And I had, I had, I had been trying <laughs> for fucking about, about, about nine or ten months to get a dare box and just couldn't get every time you went in, it was like, no, out of stock, out of stock. And I finally, I, 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 fuck it, I'll book it, I'll book it for August. You know, this is like Christmas time, you know, right. I'll book it for August time. And then it came along, August came along, and oh, by the way, have you seen this track block that's coming out? I was like, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Um, what happened with the um, the old um, the the Royal Swinkles boxes? They moved warehouse, and um, they just had some changes going on internally. Um, I so... was so gutted because I had it teed up for a few months and moved it and moved it and moved it, and then I was like, oh, and it was one of the ones I had left it in, and. It was the exact same month these came out and were like, oh, they're, they're coming off. And I was just like, ah, typical. Yeah. No, I have, that... uh, I have reached out to them a couple of times and it, I can't remember what exactly is going on. If it's like a licensing or is it moving warehouse or something like that. But it was, yeah. Uh, yeah. But what, what I would just like to say, um, track, it's good that you mentioned that box. That was, I think, that was our fastest selling box. I think we sold out of that in like two right. days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's right. Went so quickly, and mm-hmm. yeah, they they pulled out all the stops of that. It was fucking awesome. Um, and Black Iris is great to hear a brewery that doesn't really get mentioned. I love Black yeah. Iris beers as well. Um, they're absolutely phenomenal. So yeah, that's all for, for pulling up their name. And just like a final thing for. You, a couple of you guys, you mentioned that if if you've had an issue, the breweries have sorted it out. So we always say for customer service to come through us and then we can chat to the breweries, but the breweries are phenomenal at um, sorting out issues. If ever there's a problem, they want the whole reason they're on brews is because they want people to have the best experience of their beer yeah. and their brewery. Yeah. And they are, they are more than happy to sort issues out. So just like they're brilliant to work with yeah service wise can't complain anytime there's been an issue or delivery wise i think the last issue i had was with my lacada box it disappeared into the fucking ether and then (laughs) another one and then you guys kindly got another one sent over um thankfully because their beers were fucking fantastic Um, so good so good that you, you weren't you weren't disappointed when the original box did turn up Oh, it did turn up. Yeah, it turned, it turned up like three weeks, three or four weeks later. Jeez. Have you <laughs> sent that back because you're a good Samaritan, didn't you? You yeah, sent it back to them. Fucking drank every single fucking one. <laughs> 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 I'm interject here and uh, with with a small potential process improvement for Bruiser, and this comes off this comes off the back of um, messages that I've had from Gavin's wife and Mark's wife and uh, Scott's partner. Um, that, that I think we should have. A facility where um, users are alerted prior to the lock-in date that they've got multiple boxes um, on their account, <laughs> and that that would that would um, cut down on instances of um, multiple boxes being ordered where we're not necessarily that was meant. Um, no, I don't, I'm, a, I don't I'm afraid. I'm afraid your request is being rejected here, Callum. <laughs> 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 yeah, I can second that. 
on, on behalf of the other half of the podcast, I felt as though I had to, I had to hear that. Only reason we voice those things is like, oh, no, no. He, oh he, he, he didn't mean to do that. He didn't mean to do that. Fuck, he meant it. Any chance you could trigger like a slider on the site so you could hide, so you could have it show off on your bank statement as someone else? It's like supermarket. What would be worse? Gentlemen, we're obviously festivals. There's the best place to get your beer. No, no, because no, we know that. We know that we know the answer to that question. Oh, that fucking... um, Ollie, what's been your favourite Bruce Brock? Oh, oh. Well, um I was because I've uh, I've been racking my brains here and I've got you a nasty guy. So well, I was just I was gonna say Scotty, like I've had, I've had wilderness for five months in a row or something stupid like that. And I the best thing about um, a bruiser box for me is to share it with my mates. I love getting my mates around and just like sharing the cans. I know, well, it is, but you, got, I... you haven't got mates. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you, Lewis. I love it when Lewis comes over. And, uh, you know, <laughs> so that's why I love these sharer bottles. They just they look great. It's something completely different against everybody talking about. Uh, the beer as well, so yeah, wilderness, share a bottle. Fair enough, fair enough. I, I assumed you guys were going to be impartial here, so I fuck yes, like what I know, Lewis. Uh, two boxes stand out for me, uh, and both of them because I think they were pleasant surprises in the sense that I wasn't like expecting bad things, but I just yeah. I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was. Uh, one was the ampersand in like an Oktoberfest lager yeah. heavy box uh, and I I really like my lagers and I, I particularly was enjoying them sort of in that part of last year and uh, although it was deep heavy I again got to enjoy each beer twice and they were all absolutely banging um, Did you so that was a really good and- I did I did yeah <laughs> yeah uh, I put it on with my HR complaint that didn't go anywhere either. Just to confirm, Lewis is head of HR. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, that was a stand-up one, and the other stand-up one was Little Earth Project. Uh, I had never tried their beers before, and I don't think I'd ever tried beers quite like what they produced before either. Uh, like as as fruity, and then. Also knowing the story and knowing that, that Tom and Danny literally go out in the local area and forage the few fruits uh, that they put in their beers from the local hedgerows and stuff, like, and then you drink in it, it's just, I don't know, it's an experience. And is, uh, if you like yeah. sharer bottles, they have just launched, like yesterday, um, a sharer bottle box 
from Little Earth Project as well. So. Yeah, with their latest, the latest beers. So, uh, yeah, they they were my two two standouts. Staying close to my my roots as well in East Anglia. So, yeah, yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Good. Yeah. Are you going to ask them what the worst box or the least favorite box was? That might be no, because bit... no, because I no, I know they won't answer it for a start. Yeah. And two, I don't want to keep you guys too much longer because we're taking a, a ton of your time um, already. Um, the one thing I do want to make sure we, we ask is, um, like I said, festival season is, is coming upon us. Where are we going to see you guys? Are we going to these hills? Are we going to London Craft Beer Festival? Are you guys sponsoring the, the, all the We Are Beer ones? Where are we going to see the Bruiser name? Yeah, Ollie, how so... much can we say about these hills at this, at this moment in time? Uh, not much, but you just said enough. Okay. So that's yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> yes, we will be at these hills. You've said enough already by just saying yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, these hills love that festival. It's one of our one of our favourites. We'll be certainly attending quite a few. The first one of the year is um, a festival Lakes Bruco, not Lakes. Excuse me, um, yeah. Bell Brewery. Yeah, who are up in the Lake District are putting on. Um, so we'll be up there in the middle of March, and then we've got yeah these hills booked in again. Um, and it's, oh, it's it's always gets this time of year where I just I need to reach out and start booking these festivals in. Basically, I did reach out to um, Beer Expo today. Right, yeah. Is that the one in, in Liverpool? Liverpool? Yeah, in Liverpool. Liverpool. I, I went last year for the first time. It was fucking brilliant. So I would highly recommend visiting. Yeah, I got an email about that last week going, do you want to go? And I was like, mm, I don't know. But we're quite really keen good. to do more of the, like, uh, kind of more of the smaller and the brewery-owned festivals uh, yeah. this year. I think we, we, we just enjoy them more. Um, like, on, like, these hills has been our, one of our favourite festivals the last couple of years, and uh yeah. shut up. more of that yeah there's been there's more been a that. couple of uh people that are putting on new festivals as well for the year um which there, there always is but there's some really exciting ones happening that we're in discussions with at the moment so <clears throat> callum are you, are you setting up a festival no i am um, i was just you, you, you just said there about new year festivals and that we've got our one that we're going to in uh, in dunfermline in april um by uh, the Caledonian craft beer merchant. It's called the Big Swally. Um, and that's been going for a few years, but he's, he's expanding now into Edinburgh um, in, in, in partnership with Vault City. Um, oh, wow. That's going, to be, that's going to be in October this year. Um, so oh, wicked. You should, re- you should reach out to, to uh, Caledonian craft beer merchant in Vault City and, and get involved in that and come up. Is that, the, is, that the, the st- is that still called the Big Swally, that one? Uh, yeah, it's it the Big like Swally Edinburgh. Edinburgh. It's called, oh, um, there. It's, it's the 19th of October. It's at, at the Corn Exchange in Edinburgh, so it's a great venue. Um, come on, you should you should head up. We'll, we'll be there. Um, awesome. I've read that Callum, down, is, yes. Callum is head of the PR department there. We're calling. <laughs> Well, we do get the red carpet treatment whenever we go to that's, the, that's the big swally. So, yep. much there. We did, we did moan like hell to get the red carpet treatment. That was hilarious. We, do, we should not. We we um badgered we, the life at him. We also <laughs> said we would. Do you know who we, we are? 
Take what we get. Take what we get. <laughs> five year five years of doing this nonsense. <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um gentlemen, it's probably best for you guys to say where the best place to get the beer is because there only is one place to get the beer. Who Ollie or Lewis, one of you guys can tell everybody who doesn't know about it because I, I if you listen to the podcast, you probably already fucking know. Lewis, Which one is sorry? What's what 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 bruiser is? Yeah, yeah, no, just, yeah where, 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 where can do you go? go? Where do they go? But, uh, oh, like uh, <laughs> Tesco. No, I'm joking. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> uh, I hear that selection is really improved. Yeah, that's getting clipped. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, we'd love for you to head over to Bruiser. And we also, as mentioned, have the crowdfund active at the moment, which is on cedars.com forward slash Bruiser. So check it out. And if uh sounds like somebody you'd like to get involved with, then please, please do. But yeah, uh, we're also open up, open to anyone asking us any questions or um, getting in touch in any way. Yeah. Um, yeah. As always, all the links to the Bruiser website and the crowdfunder um, for your chance to be a part of the the. The Bruiser journey. Um, you won't regret joining Bruiser. You won't. Oh regret. fuck, Christ no! We've, we've spoken about it enough. Jesus Christ. Yep. Um, we'll put links up to both the crowdfunder and um, the website for you, so you can go and enjoy both of those things. Uh, also, make sure you go over to social media pages: Facebook, X, Instagram as well. Search well, Bruiser. Um, and while you're there, would you shut the fuck up? <laughs> while you're there as well make sure you f- like follow and share and like follow and share as well the beer fridge podcast as well if you're listening and watching on the youtube thank you good evening good night make sure you subscribe hit the ding a ling a ling as well to be notified of all the latest episodes um my name's been gavin that's callum and that's mark and that's scott thank you lewis thank you all it's as always an absolute fucking pleasure to have you on the podcast Thank you very much. See you back. See you next week. Um, Christ. Indeed. Um, Until next time on the Beer Fridge Podcast, your home for real beer, real breweries, real opinions. Cheerio, bye. Beer Fridge.